how would you feel if I told you that there are four key habits that you can incorporate into your life that would help you live in a more balanced and less stressed out way? Would you want to know what those are? Stay tuned and we will talk about these four research-based habits with a special guest I'm bringing back on the show today. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Hello and welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. And today I am so excited to bring Dr. Michael Olpin back on the show. He was able to join us last week where we talked about his personal story and how he has become a professor of wellness and stress management. And we had just an amazing conversation. I will be sure to link his episode last week in today's show notes so you can be sure to find him. The episode last week was called How to Easily Decrease Your Stress Today. And he gave us a powerful example of an easy meditation you can do anywhere that will help calm your fight or flight response, which is your stress response. So be sure to check out last week's episode if you haven't heard it yet. Today, we are pleased to bring back Dr. Michael Olpin, and he is a professor, a best-selling author, a wellness coach, and the founder and director of the Stress Relief Center. And he is amazing in his knowledge and wisdom of all things pertaining to wellness and health and helping people learn to manage their stress. And I don't know about you, but I sure need help managing my stress on a daily basis. I have a question for you about your behavioral contract that you have your, one of the, the students in your, which class is it? The we do that in the mind-body wellness class. Mind-body wellness class. You have your students sign a behavioral contract to do certain things throughout the semester to help them uh, decrease their stress. Would you mind sharing with me um, the things that are on that behavioral contract mm -hmm. and why maybe spend a few minutes on each of those as to why it's important to incorporate that into their life to be able to decrease their stress? Sure. And decreasing stress is part of being in balance. Mm. And so that's one of the objectives. Research has shown, and there's plenty of people around the world who have, have determined similarly that if you do four or five things pretty consistently, you'll get your body, mind in balance. I always mm -hmm. say that. I think it sounds like imbalance. It's in <laughs> a state of balance. Mm -hmm. And so, and you see on TV all the time, or you see in commercials, eat right and exercise, mm -hmm. right? Do those two things. And I think that's two of the six things. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a few other things. And so we, we spend some time focusing on exercise because 
I, I don't know of too many things that are better for us head to toe than physical activity. And the research bears that out. I've got a list of different things. I, for years, I was, I've always been interested in the physiological effects of exercise, primarily aerobic exercise, but something where you're moving through space at a certain intensity. And so, and I've got a list right now of over a hundred different things that just aerobic exercise does to benefit different areas of the body, liver, kidneys, blood vessels, heart, um, cholesterol levels. I mean, you name it. And I haven't found anything else that comes close except maybe meditation almost. But exercise is still number one hmm. or the most. It's like the MVP of wellness. <laughs> and, uh, and so we spent some time focusing on exercise and the importance of that. Um, and then we will play just a little bit with nutrition. And I focus on, you know, there's, there's dozens of diets, there's dozens of ways people eat. And um, you see everywhere you go, try this, do this, do that. And my thinking is, if it was good for your, if it was something that our ancestors had to adapt to, then, then it's probably good for us. If our ancestors probably didn't see it like hydrogenated oils, for example, our ancestors never saw hydrogenated oils, so they didn't have to adapt to it. And so it's probably not something that our body will get stronger with. And so we kind of focus on if our ancestors probably encountered it and had to adapt to it then it's probably good for us and that turns out to be you know as natural as possible in most cases and fruits vegetables grains legumes and moderation a little bit of meat and but we try to get them away from the sugars and the liquid oils and the and the processed foods Mm -hmm. But I don't go into too much detail in the nutrition besides that. And then the third thing we do is manage stress. So you eat right, exercise. Third thing I think is manage stress. We focus on the two approaches to managing stress. I think it's possible to prevent stress. Ooh. The way we prevent stress is by how we think about things. Mm -hmm. Stress is always a result of how we're thinking about what's going on out there. Stress doesn't happen to us like a virus or some pathogen. Stress is a result of how we're thinking about our environment. And yes, there are, mm, in, there are some things that are more influential that can create that mm, I'm in danger thought. But if you can... Uh, eliminate the threat thought. If you can eliminate the stressful thought in the first place, stress won't turn on. Mm. And I'll just give you one example of that. I don't think it's possible. This, this is just one example of several ways to have a non-stressful thought versus a stressful thought. I don't think it's possible to be grateful and to be stressed and to have a stress thought at the same time. 
Hmm. You know, people who are in rush hour traffic and they're late for a meeting or people who, number one social fear, people are afraid to public speak, mm -hmm. right? Number one social fear, it's always number one. But is it, it can't be the, the public speaking that causes us to have stress because some people aren't stressed at all when they public speak. Mm -hmm. So it has to be it has to be an internal thing. And so if you could choose gratitude, thankfulness, I'm so grateful that I'm speaking to this group. I'm so thankful that I get to be have this opportunity. I'm so grateful that I get to work through this challenge. You know, those kind of thoughts, your body's always listening to what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And if those thoughts include uh-oh, I'm in danger, this is bad. Your body interprets that as a bear chasing you like it did for our ancestors. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have any of those kinds of, you know, threat thoughts, your body will go, oh, there must not be a bear, okay. And it will just stay in rest and repair mode. And so... And the best thought that I've ever, I mean, I, ha I haven't found too many exceptions. There are others, acceptance, forgiveness, discovery, observing, mindfulness, but gratitude, thankfulness seems to work every time to prevent, you know, you're in rush hour traffic and you're late. Can you think of grateful thought sure i've got a car there's a road here how grateful it is that i have a job or i have this opportunity do you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. and so we keep focusing on we we prevent stress by figuring out how to think differently about things mm -hmm. that don't include that uh oh i'm in danger thought right and so so we focus on that as part of the third thing we, we that is you know handle stress. And then we also focus on how to, when we forget, we need something to help us turn it off. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more lessons, tips, and things you can apply to your life. Stay tuned. How many of you out there feel like your life is chaotic, crazy, and completely awful compared to the norm? What if I were to tell you, you are normal for you? I'm so excited to tell you about my book, Normal For Me, learning to love and accept life's detours with God's help. This book took me 10 years to write, and I share 20 years worth of lessons learned in my life detours, including being in a car accident and having two of my children diagnosed on the autism spectrum. In this book, I share the secrets of how I made it from despair to peace with God's help. I talk about being a zombie mom, living in survival mode, learning true faith, and how I debunked the myth that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Normal For Me also includes a bonus diagnosis survival guide at the very end of the book, in which I share 12 tips to survive and thrive in tough times. So what are you waiting for? Grab your copy of Normal For Me today on Amazon or on my website, TamaraKAnderson.com. And then we also focus on how to, when we forget, we need something to help us turn it off. Mm 
-hmm. And so specifically in the stress management class, we have dozens of ways. We focus on two in the, in the mind-body wellness class, and those are specifically meditation and yoga, which mm. seem to be two of the best ways that are out there that are available to us to get the body out of the stress mode and back in balance. Mm -hmm. And then, the so that's eat right, exercise, manage stress, and then we focus on sleep. Um, that's the one thing that, if you don't get enough of, no matter what else is going on, I mean, they've done studies where people who don't get enough sleep after a few, like several days, they start to hallucinate. Oh, wow. Implying the importance of dreaming, you know, that how important it is that we get those dreaming, those, that dreaming in our, in our even in our nightly sleeps. And so, we focus on how to sleep, get to sleep very quickly, you know, five to 10 minutes rather than an hour. We focus on how to stay asleep, um, best times to sleep, what to eat prior to, or how to make your evenings so that you do fall asleep more quickly versus takes forever. Um, the kind of light you should expose yourself to prior to falling asleep versus like first thing in the morning, smartest thing you can do is go outside and be in the sun. Really? And get that blue light just flooding your eyes and you should spend time in the sun every single day for just a little while. It should never burn, but every single day, the, the more we're able to spend a little while in the sun, the more it's interesting how that affects sleeping at night. Hmm. Sleeping at night should be in a place that is as dark as possible and as quiet as possible. And we should try to eliminate the blue lights as early in the evening as possible. So get rid of screen time. And that's that's a big one nowadays. You see, you see that all over the place where people are talking about, don't be staring at your phones trying to fall asleep because unless you've got some kind of a blue light blocker because we need that melatonin. And if there's any blue light, melatonin doesn't kick in. And that is the hormone that helps us sleep deeply. Wow. That we is do want that in the morning. And so we do that. Let's see those four things. And then we focus on, we spend some time focusing on um, just cognitive restructuring how to think in unstressful in peaceful in peace promoting ways and then i so i give them this contract that invites them they don't have to do it but it invites them to do a little of each of those every day and then we evaluate and i mean they fill out a contract and then each week they they evaluate themselves for how they did i ask them to do you know, those things. And then I invite them to do a couple other things that they feel like this would make a huge difference for me kind of thing. So like maybe it's reading your wisdom literature, maybe it's mm, being nicer to somebody going and visiting my friends, you know, more just those. So they do those four things and then two other things that they choose. Each week they have, uh, evaluate themselves and then at the end of the semester, they kind of do a, here's how I've 
done with this contract. And here's what I've noticed about myself as a result of doing this behavior. Because I don't think you can change a behavior overnight. Yeah. But in nine weeks, I think a lot of those behaviors will stick for people mm -hmm. where they are. They figured out how to get exercise into their day. They figured out how to get meditation into their day. They figured out what works for them to help keep them strong and healthy nutritionally through those nine weeks. And it's some people, they just, yeah, whatever. But for some people, it, it's a, it's a game changer. Oh, thank you so much for walking me through those and why they're so important. Um, it makes me want to go research sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fun it, one. That's a oh, I just think back on my life to when like my kids were little and crying babies and mm -hmm. um and then kids with on the autism spectrum don't sleep well. And so there was probably a decade in there where I was had very little sleep. And right? it's amazing how my stress level was super, super high. Yeah. And it of course it starts to affect your hormones and all these. Well, I don't have to tell you, you know everything. all about it. It does, it affects everything. And so it's amazing um, how important sleep is. <laughs> I learned that through experience. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. I remember for my our 10th wedding anniversary, my husband took me on a cruise mm. and um, I slept so much on that cruise <laughs> like he's like you just sleep as much as you want and he would wake up early and he'd go out on the deck and read and and he would come in like hours later and I was just still like <laughs> it just shows how completely exhausted I was and I remember standing on the deck yeah. of the cruise ship and uh before we got off and I was just like I don't want to leave <laughs> That you know, right. I don't, I don't want to go back to that constant yeah. stress. So I made him promise me. I said, Justin, you need to promise me before we get off this cruise ship that it won't be another 10 years before I get a break. <laughs> <laughs> and he promised. <laughs> and, and thank goodness that, uh, you know, we would take little one nighters, but an entire week away from our children yeah. Bless them. Yeah. Seriously. Um, but uh, it's so needed, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing about it is just a few tiny tweaks. You know, I think, who was it? Ben Franklin said early to bed, early, early to rise. Mm -hmm. The science seems to bear that out. There's, I, I read something just the other day that said, whatever you do with your sleep, try to make sure that you're sleeping from 11 to 3 hmm. 11 p.m to 3 a.m those are it's like the golden magical sleep hours that are that the science seems to show that if you do if you're if you're sleeping if your sleep includes those times you're best off hmm. generally and everyone's a little different but yeah Oh, good. another great sleep tip. Thank you. <laughs> so just a quick recap, those four amazing tips to getting your mind and your body in balance and to lower your stress are number one, 
exercise. Number two, nutrition. Number three, managing your stress, which has two parts underneath it. First, preventing the stress by how we think about things, especially employing gratitude. And second is learning to turn off the stress response once it starts through meditation, yoga, and the such. The fourth one, super important, is getting enough sleep, <laughs> as we've talked about. So I invite you to put in practice one of these things today and try to incorporate all four of them into your life within the next month and see if, like research has shown, it improves the balance of your life and decreases your stress as well. I'd love to hear from you and your comments on how you've been able to apply the things Dr. Open has taught us today. If you would like to reach out and have Dr. Open come speak to your work or your organization, you can find him on his website, michaelolpin.com or stressmanagementplace.com. And you can also find any of his stress management books online on Amazon, as well as you can take his class, his stress management class. He is a professor at Weber State University in Utah. Yeah. My goodness, this has been such an honor. Really, really, thank you, thank you. I really do appreciate it's you. It's been my pleasure, Tamara, and I'm honored to be invited from you. Oh. Thank you so much. You know, you are making a tremendous difference. So thank you for being willing to share. Um, because it's needed. It's really, really, really needed in the world yeah. today. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website, storiesofhopepodcast.com. There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember God loves you.